Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. In verse number 19, to wit that God was in Christ. Right down in your margin, this is one of pastor's favorite verses. So someday, whenever I die and you're still alive, you'll know it from a funeral. To wit that God, not trying to be morbid, to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed to us the word of reconciliation. 1 Timothy 3 and verse number 16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, I hope you know that what takes place after great is the mystery of godliness is the unraveling of the mystery. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Amen. We are still yet talking today about the Godhead. We'll just see how far we can get. Amen. This morning concerning this. Amen. I'm thankful today for God who is spirit that came down in the form of a man for the purpose of our salvation. That's it in a nutshell. For the purpose of our salvation. God, I come to you today. I'm so thankful, God, to be able to be in your house. Grateful, Lord, to be able to be among your people. I pray, oh God, today touch our hearts and minds as we look at the word again. Lord, help it, Lord, to bring enlightenment. God, to bring revelation. God, an understanding, Lord God, to our lives. God, let your purpose and your will be done, Lord Jesus, in this place this morning. And we will not fail to thank you and praise you in the lovely name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen and amen. Look at a neighbor somewhere and just wave at him or something. Tell him how you're glad to see him in the house of the Lord. You may be seated this morning in Jesus' name. kind of get us stationed here a little bit today. We left off last week talking about how this God who is an invisible spirit at times through the scripture chose to manifest himself in certain fashions in certain ways like the burning bush on the backside of the desert to Moses or as he came to Abraham uh, in some sort of manifestation to talk to Abraham about his uh, plan for Sodom and Gomorrah. And then we brought then to the New Testament scripture how uh, perhaps the, the greatest way that God ever manifested himself to mankind was through that man Christ Jesus that was born of the Virgin Mary. So that whenever Jesus was born, amen, whenever people saw Jesus, they in essence saw God. When they saw Jesus, in essence, they saw uh, the Father. Because again, the scripture tells us that in Jesus Christ dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead or that divinity bodily. And so when we look at Jesus Christ, when those folks of the era 
of the New Testament Scripture looked at Jesus Christ, they could see God in essence. He was the express image, as the Scripture says. He was the express image of God. Uh, that's defined in the Greek as the exact copy. Amen. He is the exact copy of the essence of who God was. And so when we consider that Jesus is the embodiment of God, there's just a few verses of Scripture, and I'm saying I'm, I'm sharing a few. There's a whole lot more than these, but there's a few verses of Scripture that we might consider today. John chapter 14 and verses 7 through 9. Thomas has spoke uh, to the Lord. He says, uh, uh, how, how can we know you and how can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, and he follows it up in verse number seven, speaking unto Thomas. He said, if ye have known me, ye should have known my father also. Again, remember, even in our study in the series of John, that son-father language don't need to scare you. The father language is referring then to the spirit. The son language is referring to the flesh of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, so ye should have known my father also. From henceforth ye know him, I like this, and have seen him. Yet no one had seen God at any time was the Old Testament writ, even New Testament writ. But they seen him because Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Philip saith unto him in verse 8, Lord, shew us the Father. Show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Just show us him, Lord, and it, it, it's enough. And the Bible says, Jesus replies, Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, yet hast thou not known me, Philip, I like that right there. I think that's an important phrase. He says, have I been such a long time with you that you've not known me? Because Philip's asking, show me the Father. Jesus is saying, have I been so long with you that you've not known me? Almost like, you want to see the Father? Do you not know me? All right? That you know not me, Philip. He that hath, he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, shew us the Father, again, because Jesus was the embodiment of God. He was the embodiment of that invisible spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 through 6, and I may do just a little skipping around here, but our media team is great. They can do it. But if our gospel is hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel, I might have to get two hands on this button to get it off. <laughs> I'm about ready to choke myself here. <clears throat> lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, all right, should shine unto them. Skipping down just a little bit. <clears throat> For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, have shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. In other words, this great God who shined out, shined out of darkness into light, he is going to show in the face of Jesus Christ, amen, the glory of God. In other words, you're going to see God in Jesus. The glory of God is going to be seen in Jesus Christ, the man Jesus Christ. You want another one? First John chapter number 1, verses 1 and 2, and I'll probably skip uh, to another verse here in just a bit. That, this should sound very, uh, 
very similar to John 1. 1. All right. This is 1 John 1, but this is going to sound similar to John 1. 1, which sounds similar also to Genesis 1. 1. So you got Genesis 1, 1, John 1, 1, 1 John 1, 1. Got all the 1, 1s, all right? But nonetheless, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen, what? With our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, of the word of life, for the life, again, it's the word of life, the life or that word of life, was manifested. What's John 1, 14 tell us? The word was made flesh, right? All right, that life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and shew unto you that eternal life. No, it says eternal life, not eternal son. That eternal life, which was with the father and was manifested unto you. Now we could get in some, really waters here saying well that eternal life that was with the father uh in john 1 1 also here the word with it's a greek uh word it's called pros all right it has a few different cases uh, that denotes its meaning but the meaning is denoted according to how with is used or pros is used now here's the thing folks listen to me very well if you were a translator or an interpreter of the scripture and you were looking through a Nicene Creed of 325 or a Constantinople Creed of 381, a Trinity Creed, and read that, you're going to interpret that pros one way. But if you're looking and using the lens of 4,000 years ago of Old Testament writ, at that, you're going to interpret that differently. That whip's going to govern something differently. And that pros in the dative case means this, pertaining to or possessive of. In other words, the eternal life which was pertaining to the Father. Meaning the Father possessed that eternal life. I think there's another scripture that gives a little clarity to that in 1 John as well. Scripture interpreting scripture, Brother Malone. 1 John 5 and verse number 11, the Bible says these words, and uh, I got to go to it myself here. First John chapter number five and verse number 11, it says, and this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life. Note the clarification here. And this is, and this life is in, I like it. Woo! And this life, this eternal life is in his son. Why? Because God was manifest in the flesh. God, who is spirit, an eternal spirit, eternal life, was in the Son. Boom. Amen. And so there is no uh, confusion here in this matter. So when we truly understand who Jesus is, we will respond uh, as Thomas did whenever he spoke to the Lord and he saw the Lord after his resurrection. He thrust his hand in his side and in his nail prints in John 20, verses 26 through 20. Amen. The Bible says after eight days, again, his disciples were with him and Thomas with them. Remember, the first time that Jesus visited them, the Bible says Thomas wasn't there. He was absent. And so he missed the revelation. He missed the Lord after his resurrection because he wasn't there. That's a whole different sermon for another time, isn't it? Amen. And so now, eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, 
because he wasn't there before. Go on, reach hither thy finger and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless. He said, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, unto Jesus, my Lord and my God. (laughs) This man, Christ Jesus, he says, my Lord and my God, because Thomas understood that Jesus has a nature that is fleshly as a man, amen, but being overshadowed by the Holy Ghost, the Scripture says in order for Mary to conceive, he had a nature that was from heaven. He noticed him, my Lord and my God. Can someone say amen? Amen. Whenever the angel Gabriel came to Mary, she, in essence, in the name that she told Mary to give that child, gave a revelation about the Messiah that the Jews were looking for, gave a revelation about who was to be that anointed one. Even in Matthew 1, when it states that Emmanuel, God with us, there is revelation in that alone. The mighty God, the everlasting Father. The Bible says in Matthew 1, 21, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his he shall save his people from their sins. This all coordinates, don't it? In our in our Gospel of John series, we have John the Baptist hollering concerning Jesus, right? This is behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Jesus in the New Testament is equivalent to in our English Bibles, Joshua. In the Old Testament, all right? Uh, in, in the New Testament, if you were to look at it and see the Hebrew correlations, it's Jehoshua or Yeshua, all right? But here is the meaning of Jesus. Jehovah, which we talked about this last week. I tell you what, it's so hard to, I don't know about anybody else. It is so hard right now in today's world. What day of the week it is, what I did. It is so confusing, Kids go to school every other day. You know, I'm just saying, I just don't know. So whatever day of the week it was, when we last came here and talked about this, uh, nonetheless, it means Jehovah has become our salvation. Back when we talked about the Jehovah, the Old Testament scripture, whenever you look at that in the Hebrew, that's that yud Hey vav Hey. It's that ineffable name of God. It's that Yahweh. It's that, the Jews call it Hashem. They call it all kinds of other things because they respect it so much they don't want to say it. But it's, it's that, it's that, uh, tetragrammatation uh, it's the name of of god and so it says jehovah has become my salvation that's jesus name so even within the meaning of jesus's name we have that name of god that was given to moses all the way back at the burning bush that yahweh has become our salvation And, of course, Christ uh, is not necessarily a name, but a title. Christ uh, basically means the anointed one or the Messiah. So we're talking about Jehovah's become our salvation, and he is our Messiah, all right? And so really, this name Jesus given to us in the New Testament, in our English language, is just the culmination of the name of Jesus. God. The Bible says in Acts 4, verses 10 and 12, be it known unto you, all right, and to all of Israel. This is Peter, or this is, uh, yeah, Peter and John. 
the healing of the lame man happened in Acts 3. Acts 4, they're standing before some people and they're being questioned and this is their response. By what name or by what power did you do this? Be it known unto you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other for there is none. Everybody say none. none. There is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That makes sense because Jesus is Jehovah's become our salvation. There's no other name. Amen. Except by that name. Now look, Philippians 2 verses 9 through 11. Wherefore God also have highly exalted him, speaking of Jesus Christ, and given him a name which is above every name. All right, I want to stop right there. Last week we talked about all these different compound names uh, for God, Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Raphi, all these things. And we use this verse of scripture, how we're talking about the name of Jesus being more than just being above the name of Mike or above the name of Fred, above all those other compound names, right? Because if they needed the provider, they're going to say Jehovah Jireh, all right? They're going to mention that. But now they can just say Jesus. We talked about that. But also being given a name, Jesus, that is above every name. Also remember that in Scripture, a name is just not a name, but a name is a nature. Huh? It's a nature. Amen. Uh, love, joy, peace. It's a nature. God gave Jesus a name that was also above any other nature, any other name. There was not another one like Jesus. There were other people that had the name Jesus. But they didn't have the nature that Jesus Christ had. You hear me? There's others that had the name, but they didn't have the nature. <laughs> His nature's above all else. Why? Because he's the only individual who in all ways was tempted like we were and can be, but without sin. That's a name connected to a nature. Woo! That's above all other names and natures. Amen. And so he's given him a name above every other name that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven, of things in the earth, of things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord or Master to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Because whenever you confess Jesus... We'll see this in other verses of Scripture. And we've looked at it in John. That if you accept and honor the Son, you have the Father also. <laughs> Whenever you honor the name of Jesus, you give glory to God. Because God came and was manifested as that man. Christ Jesus. And so when we say Jesus, all right. Whenever we baptize people in the name When we say Jesus, we're declaring that Jehovah has become our salvation amen we call we use jesus we call upon that name right whatsoever we ask jesus even admonished us that whatsoever we ask of the father he said in my name he said i will give it unto you it's in colossians that we read a verse that we all many know that whatsoever we do in word or deed we do in the name of the lord 
Jesus. Hallelujah. And so the fact of the matter, uh, God did not change his name. He just revealed it in a more personal way that that God, that Yahweh, that name that they would not mention, he has become our salvation Jesus Christ, all summed up in the name of Jesus Christ and in the nature of Jesus Christ. He is our Savior. And the Old Testament in Isaiah, it speaks about how there is only one Savior. And yet Jesus is spoken as that Savior. We're not talking about another Savior. We're talking about the same Savior that just manifested himself in flesh and in blood. Amen. And so the name of Jesus, the character of Jesus, amen, we have eternal life through him. There's none other name according to Acts 4.12. Uh, also in John 20 and verse 31, I'm skipping to that one there, Brother Zach. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life what? Through his name. Anybody with Acts 2.38 in you this morning. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. See, this is important this morning because when we're baptized in the name of Jesus, we are connecting to the name that God revealed to Moses all the way back at the burning bush. Yeah. That, that little yud hey vav hey that Yahweh that was in the I am that I am, amen, that was in the Yahweh, the capital L-O-R-D that you see in the Old Testament, when you're baptized in Jesus' name, it connects you all the way back to that name that, that, that God gave Moses that he said would be my name unto every generation. Hallelujah. He said that will be my name unto all generation. It will be unto them as a memorial. That's the reason why we're not baptized in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost because that doesn't connect me to anything concerning the greatness of my God and His name. But when you say Jesus, when you say Jehovah, Yahweh has become my salvation, that connects me all the way back to when Moses said, who should I tell them is coming? Who should I tell them has sent me? You tell them I am that I am. Aya, Asher, Aya, hallelujah. You tell them that and within that is the name of God. It connects me all the way back. Woo! And if you think about it for a moment, what was Moses getting ready to do in the Old Testament? He was going to be God's deliverer. He was going to deliver a group of people out of Egyptian bondage that's been in it for 400 years. And he says, give me the name that I should go with to get the people out of bondage. He said, give, I'll give you this name, the Yahweh, the Jehovah. Amen. The name there connects all the way to the name that's above every name in the New Testament, Jesus. And it's a name that gets us out of bondage. Woo! It's a, oh yes. Well, this type of stuff excites me a little bit. Amen. So Jesus was, he was fully God. He was fully man. Again, God manifested himself in the flesh. I'm going I'm to say some of these phrases over and over until it just gets in your DNA, under your skin. You know, it's like that little spot behind your ear your mom used to find. It's going to be there. 
It's manifested in the flesh. All the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in Jesus Christ bodily. And there were times that even Jesus spoke of himself as being Jehovah, or as we see in the New Testament, simply, I am. He would say that, I am. Connects all the way back to where God spoke with Moses. John 8, verses 58 and 59. Jesus said unto them, let's have a discussion with the Jews. Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. There's also something very interesting about that statement, I am. He didn't say before Abraham was, I was. He didn't say before Abraham was, I will be. He said before Abraham was, I am. What that means, that before Abraham was, was God and still is God. Because again, God is an eternal spirit. He's not bound by time unless he chooses to bind himself by time. When he became a man, Jesus Christ, with flesh, he bound himself in certain regards by a time continuum. But any time he chose to, he could go above that. That's the reason why in John 17, when we see that Jesus is high priestly prayer, it's the flesh praying to the spirit. He says, I have finished the work, Father, that you have given me to do. (laughs) Jesus is saying that, but he's not went to the cross yet. No blood has come from his side yet. None of that, but he's telling, I have finished the work. Because he is speaking in the realm as God. In the realm of eternity, Calvary was already in place at Eden. Revelation says, yes, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. It was already that thought, that concept of God, that logos, that word that was with God and was God in the beginning, which a word is something spoken, including the thought. Hallelujah. And so here he is. He's saying, before Abraham was, I am. Am. Then took they up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. They go on even to ask him, how in the world could that be so? You're not even 30 years old. <laughs> he might have only been going on 30 years old in his flesh. But as God, he's the ancient of days. With oh God. Amen. He is the ancient of days. Later, Jesus again declared himself uh, to be Jehovah, if you will, uh, to his listeners. They desired to kill him. Uh, Even for this proclamation in John 10, verse 30 through 33, Jesus said, I, Jesus is speaking, I and my father are one. There's all kinds of stuff there. Man, this God hit series is going to be a help us God to get through it. Jesus, who you'd ask someone, who's Jesus Christ? They'd probably tell you, well, that's the Son of God, or that's, in our world, they'd probably tell you, well, that's God the Son. That's the second person of the Godhead. But if they tell you that, and then Jesus says, I and my Father are one, they have just nixed themselves off at the knees because they don't believe that the Son is the Father, and the Father is the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost is the Son. Then the Jews took up stones. Now look at this. 
He states that the Jews took up stones to stone him, and Jesus answered them, many good works have I shewed from my father. Because remember, he doesn't do anything unless the father wants him to, right? The flesh didn't do anything unless the spirit said do it. <laughs> for which of those, he says, do you stone me? So we've done miracle signs and wonders. Which of those you stone me for? The Jews answered him saying, for a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because thou being a man, makest thyself God. They just got it backwards, that's all. It wasn't a man trying to make himself God. It was a God that had made himself a body and came down as a man. See, what they thought was blasphemy in reality was a description for the greatest event of all history when God came down as a man and indwelt a man. Luke, look at Luke chapter number 8. Luke even uses God and Jesus synonymously here in the verse revealing that Jesus is God or that there is this human nature and this divine nature of Jesus. Luke 8 and verse 38, and I'll skip just a little bit, Brother Zach. Jesus sent them away saying, return to thine own house and shew how great things, note this, and shew how great things God hath done unto thee. And he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. He said, go show the great things that God has done to thee. And it comes then around and says, and he went and shoot the things that Jesus had done to him. Those little parallel phrases there bring the, 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 the reality, amen, of who Jesus was. Amen. After the resurrection, again, Thomas refers to Jesus as Lord and his God. And the fact Jesus did not even disagree with Thomas's statement. And he said, oh, wait a minute, Thomas, wait a minute. You know, you know, the different times like when Paul and Barnabas are going somewhere and they're revering them and God would say, wait, we're men just like you. Jesus didn't say anything. Amen. Even whenever people would worship seemingly him, he didn't say anything. Because he was God manifested in the flesh. Amen. Now, I'm going to share. We got some, I got several slides here this morning. I thought this was the best way for comparison so you could see it right before your mind. We're going to show some scriptures about the Jehovah or the God, if you will, in the Old Testament and the Jesus of the New Testament. What this reminds me of is almost like those old Bible prophecy wheels. If you remember those, a circle. If anybody ever seen those and got a dot in the middle and everything's pointing, those are neat. You need to just grab one and look at all the scriptures sometimes. But uh, the, the, the old and the new, back and forth. And so we're just going to go through these slides. You can go on to the first slide, if you will, for me today. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Jehovah is unchanging. Malachi 3 and 6. For I am the Lord, which would be that Hebrew all right, those four letters in Hebrew, Jehovah, Lord. I change not. Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus is unchanging. Jesus Christ, the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Next slide. Jehovah is omnipresent. Jesus is omnipresent. Jeremiah 23, 24. Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him? That's what God's saying. Can you hide from me? Saith the Lord, do I not feel heaven and earth? Saith the Lord. Matthew 18 and verse 20, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. 
I want you to notice something. We, we many times have used this really incorrectly. Well, we got two or three here. God's here then. No, 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 no. He's already there. Where two or three are gathered together, there am I. He's already there. It's his omni, his omni presence. He's already there. Where to, in other words, if two or three get together, he's already there. It's not that because you three or two got together, then he shows up. Like you're, you're dictating God showing up because three of you got together. No. It's just that if you get together, you're already where he's at. Amen. All right. Going on to the next slide. Amen. Jehovah is omnipotent. Jesus is omnipotent. We're talking about his power here. Jeremiah 10 and 12. He hath made the earth by his power. He hath established the world by his wisdom and hath stretched out the heavens by his discretion. Well, now. Jesus, Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Jehovah, next slide, Jehovah is omniscient or all-knowing. Jesus is omniscient or all-knowing. Job 21, verse 22. Shall any teach God knowledge, seeing he judgeth those that are high? That's not really a question to be uh, asked. It's really to be rhetorical. Okay. Uh, shall any teach God knowledge? The answer in your mind is uh, no. Psalms 139, verses 1 through 4. O Lord, and I'll skip a little bit, but it's there on the screen. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my, up, my downsetting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. There is not a word in my tongue, but lo, Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Friend, he knows you. He goes on to say in Psalms 139, before all his members were fashioned, he knew you. Amen. And so he knows us. John then 1630. Now we are sure that thou knowest all things. This is and needest not any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. They're speaking to Jesus. You, you know us all things. Amen. What did he do with the Samaritan at the well? Thou hast had five husbands. The one you're with is not you. That must be a prophet. <laughs> oh, he's God manifested in the flesh. Amen. Going on. Aren't these great? Amen. Next slide. Jehovah is sinless. Jesus is sinless. Deuteronomy 32 and 4. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. First John 3 and 5. And ye know that he was manifest to take away our sins. And in him, speaking of Jesus, is no sin. Amen. Jehovah is judge. Jesus is judge. Next slide, Brother Zach. Amen. Psalms 9 and verses 7 through 8. But the Lord shall endure forever. He hath prepared his throne for judgment, and he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. Psalms 50 and 6. And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is judge himself. But we turn over to New Testament scripture. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5 and 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That everyone may receive the things done in this body according to he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Next slide. Jehovah is the first and the last. 
I hope I'm helping somebody today. Jehovah is the first and the last. Old and New Testament. Amen. Isaiah 44 and 6. Thus saith the Lord. There's those capital L-O-R-D. The yud heh vav Hey in Hebrew. The King of Israel. His Redeemer. The Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last. And beside me there is no God. Jesus in Revelations 1.11. The, the Revelations to John. Jesus speaking. I am Alpha and Omega. The first and the last. How can Jesus say that? He can say that as the spirit that indwelt him, that he was first and last because his flesh had a beginning and an end. It was begotten. Huh? And it died on the tree. Amen. Had a beginning and an end in those type of means and matters. Going on, going on, going on. Next slide. Jehovah is king. Psalms 24 and 10. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the king of glory. Jesus in John 1, 49, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. Next slide, Jehovah is the Lord of hosts. We got a lot of them, folks. I'm kind of I'm, I'm going fast. Uh, Jehovah is the Lord of hosts. Deuteronomy 10, 17, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, a great God. Revelation 17, 14, these shall make war with the Lamb. The Lamb, which is Jesus Christ, shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings. Jehovah is the Holy One. Everybody say one. Holy One. <laughs> it says in Isaiah 43 and 3, for I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. See, there's even the thy Savior thing. Acts 2, 25 through 27, for David speak of concerning him, Jesus Christ. You look at the reference of Scripture. Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. Speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, because he would go to the grave, but he would not suffer that Holy One to see corruption. Going on. Amen. Next slide. Jehovah's Savior. Is everybody doing okay? Is this okay? If it's not, it's all I got. Amen. Hallelujah. Jehovah is Savior. Isaiah 43 and 11. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Now, folks, how in the world can God of the Old Testament said, beside me there is no Savior? And Gabriel can tell Mary, call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from his sins. God says, there's no other Savior besides me. Angel, angelic visitations telling Mary, your child shall save them. Yeah. Because the God of the Old Testament manifested himself in the flesh in the New Testament as Jesus Christ. Okay, there is no Savior. Luke 2, 11, For unto you is born this day in the, in the city of David. He even speaks it quite plainly. This is still angels here. I mean, are they going to lie? David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Next slide, Jehovah is the true God, Jeremiah 10, 10. But the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, is true, is the true God. He is the living God and everlasting King. Amen. 1 John 5, 20, that ye may know him that is true, that we are in him that is true, even his son, Jesus Christ, which is the true God and eternal life. Now, that is a nutshell right there. Know him who true, we are in him that is true, even as such Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ, this is the true God. The true God and eternal life. Amen. 
Amen. Go on, next slide. Jehovah will dwell among us. Zechariah 2, 10. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. For lo, this was prophetic. This happened on the triumphal entry. You'll see in John, I think it is 12, that during the triumphal entry, the writer of John refers back to the scripture in Zechariah. Sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. For lo, I come and I will dwell in the midst of thee, saith the Lord. God says, I'm going to come and I will. Future tense, I will dwell among you. Whenever he rode in on that coat into Jerusalem, and they're saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, they refer back to this scripture in Zechariah. Their God had come. Hallelujah. John 1 and verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Amen. He dwelt among us. Next slide. Jehovah lifts up his hand and says, basically, I'll, I'll live forever. Deuteronomy 32, 39 through 40. See now that I, even I, am he, and there is no God with me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand, for I will lift up my hand to heaven and say, I live forever. Revelation 1, verses 17 through 18. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not. It's Jesus now. I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Next slide. Jehovah's name alone is excellent. Psalms 148 and verse 13. Let them praise the name of the Lord. Capital letters for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. Philippians 2, 9. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Isaiah 45, 22. Next slide. Every knee shall bow to Jehovah. God, look unto me and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none else. I have sworn by myself the word is gone out of my mouth and righteousness and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. Philippians 2, verses 10 through 11, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in the earth, things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. Next slide. Jehovah is creator. That's Isaiah. It's there before you, right? Isaiah 44, 24. Thus saith the Lord, thy redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord, capital letters, that make of all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself. John 1, 10. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. Speaking of Jesus Christ. And the world knew him not. Next slide. Jehovah in the Old Testament. Jehovah's head above all. Thine, O Lord, is thy greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine and thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Colossians 2, 9 and 10, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily and ye are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power. Someone say, now, what do you think about that? Amen. Jesus was fully God, but he was fully man. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 2, 5, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. As God, he is the creator of the universe. But as a man, 
He was subject to all the same emotions that we are subject to. He was subject to the same things that our human flesh goes through. Pain, anger, disappointment, all these different things. He subjected himself to that. As man, he willingly submitted himself to the limitations of a human body. All right? That's the reason why he got hungry, the reason why he thirsted. You hearing me? He subjected himself to the things of the human body. I got just a few more slides. You all with me? Because we'll get, this will set us up for being perhaps where we need to be for next, next Sunday. Slide number one. Experiences of Jesus Christ, the man. So, the flesh, the temptation, the testing, really, of the flesh. Is that before you? Just make sure before I start out here. Out of the gate. Jesus, the Son of God, was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Reverence for authority as a man. He went down with them, speaking of his parents, came to Nazareth, and was subject unto them. Was subject unto them. Reverence. So God manifested in the flesh as man. The creator of the universe subjected him to a mom and a dad in his flesh. You get that? It's his man's side. Next slide. He suffered weariness. Whenever he went to the well of Samaria, the Bible says that Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey. So on one hand, we see this God of all power, but he has subjected himself to the experiences of humanity. And on his, his human fleshly side, wearied with the journey. He grew in wisdom, the Bible says. Jesus increased in wisdom and stature as a man. Yet on his divine side, he's all-knowing. Amen. And so he also going on experiences of Jesus, persecution. He suffered that. The Bible says in Luke 4 there, and all they in the synagogue, and I'm skipping around here. That's the reason with the dot, dot, dots up there. were filled with wrath. They thrust him out of the city. Speaking of Jesus, they thrust him out and led him to the brow of the hill that they might cast him down headlong. He suffered persecution. And passing through the midst of them, he went his way. He suffered persecution just as we are. As a matter of fact, he told his disciples, a servant is not greater than his master. And that wasn't just for his disciples. That's for us now. If you ever find yourself going through something, he went through something too. Amen. He went through something too. Sleep. There's a storm on the, the water, right? And Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship asleep. He took time to sleep. And yet in the Psalms, David says he neither sleeps nor slumbers as God. But he subjected himself as a man to the means of man. He hungered. Uh, next slide. And in those days he did eat nothing. And he afterward hungered. Speaking of those 40 days in, in the wilderness. He hungered. As a man he hungered. He thirsted. John 19, 28. We see even from the cross that he said, I thirst as a man. Next slide. Anger. He looked around upon them with anger. Just speaking of Jesus. Being grieved for the hardness of the hearts. He got angry. Huh? He got angry. As a man. Joy. In that hour, it says, Jesus rejoiceth in spirit. All the emotions of man. Going to the next slide. Then saith he unto me, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Experience sorrow, weeping. Lazarus' grave. Two words. Shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. Showing forth his humanity. Last slide. Death. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already. Because what? They were going to break the legs of, of those that hung up on the cross to help hasten their death. But when they come to Jesus, they're saying, but he was dead already. They break not his legs, but one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side and forthwith came out blood and water. 
Someone saying, how in the world can Jesus die on the cross of Jesus if God indwelt that man? God cannot die. It was the man, the flesh, Christ Jesus, that died. <laughs> Christ Jesus even was struggling with the fact of dying. Lord, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But nonetheless, not my will, the will of his flesh, but thine will, the will of the Spirit be done. And so in agony, he went on and prayed even more earnestly. So that eternal spirit, which God is, didn't die. All right? An eternal spirit, which God is, didn't die. Again, there's no such thing as an eternal son. That flesh was begotten. There's not an eternal son. The son is begotten. And here's the fact of the matter, a little phrase put in the back of your mind. Anything begotten isn't eternal, and anything eternal isn't begotten. Amen. And so here we see Jesus. He's praying in the spirit to the divine nature there in the garden. He knew as a man, I'm going to experience pain, right? He knew as a man that he was going to feel that suffering of the crucifix, that cat of nine tails, that crown of thorns. Blood was going to issue from his body. You pricked him and he would bleed as a man. But as God, he knew the purpose behind the suffering. As God, he knew the purpose, amen, of coming into the world and doing what he did. I'm coming. I'm, I'm trying to get to a close. Philippians 2, verses 7 through 8. But God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men, being found in the fashion as a man. Speaking of God, he humbled himself and became obedient to death. Jesus Christ, even the death of the cross. He hung on the cross. He was burdened not with his sins, but our sins in human agony. And just before he died, he seemed to be forsaken by God. He even says, my Lord and my God, why hast thou forsaken me? But God did not die on the cross. God is an eternal, invisible spirit. But the human body of Jesus Christ did die on the cross. It was sacrificed for our sins. And thank God that it was. If you'll stand with me this morning, I know that was like a whew, lot of Bible. But we have no better source than Bible. So what did your pastor teach you on this morning? Did he tell you a good story of his personal life? No, but he read a lot of Bible to us. You never go wrong with that. Read a lot of Bible to us. Amen. Next Sunday, we will continue with this Godhead. We'll be discussing a lot of things concerning uh, the creed that was started several years ago and developed over time. And a large portion of society subscribes to. <clears throat> and we'll be talking then about this monotheism of uh, Judaic Christians from the Old Testament on into the New Testament as well. Did some comparisons and contrasts. And we're just going to walk through it, all right? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for being here today. Again, there is no service tonight. There is no service tonight. We will come back here on Wednesday. Wednesday will be Bible study with me, okay? Bible study with me, continuing in our John uh, series. And so we will be here for that. My wife's going to come here. 
Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.